Welcome to Positively 365, a podcast by Joe Wattis. We wish to entertain, instruct, and motivate. If nothing else, hopefully we can entertain and inspire you to live a more positive life 365 days a year. We hope you enjoy this message. There once was a Navy captain who was alerted by his first mate, Hey, there's a pirate ship approaching us. The captain responds, Go get me my red shirt. The first mate asks, Why do you want to put on your red shirt? The captain responds, So that when we're fighting, if the swords get me and I start bleeding, I don't want you to know that, so that you don't get discouraged. Oh, makes sense. The pirate ship comes and they fight it off. The very next day, the first mate alerts the captain. Captain, captain, there are 50 pirate ships coming our way. The captain responds, go get me my brown pants. Some of the greatest wisdom is sometimes contained in the oldest of fables. One of Aesop's fables tells the familiar story of the lion and the mouse. It goes like this. A lion lay asleep in the forest with his great head resting on his paws. A timid little mouse came upon him unexpectedly. In her fright and haste to get away, she ran across the lion's nose. Roused from his nap, the lion laid his huge paw angrily on the tiny creature to kill her. Spare me, begged the poor mouse. Please let me go, and some day I will surely repay you. The lion was much amused to think that this little mouse could ever help him. But he was in a generous mood, so he let the mouse go. Some days later, while he was stalking his prey in the forest, the lion was caught in the snares of a hunter's net. Unable to free himself, he filled the forest with his angry roaring. The mouse knew the voice and quickly found the lion struggling in the net. Running to one of the great ropes that bound him, she gnawed at it until it parted, and soon the lion was free. You laughed when I said I would repay you, said the mouse. Now you see that even a mouse can help a lion. This great fable teaches that kindness is always a good thing. The lion could look at the mouse and think that there was no way that the mouse would ever be able to repay his kindness. It served the lion well not to be so high and mighty. The lion was humble enough to act in kindness toward the little mouse, and it paid off later. When we come back after this short break, we will look at some of the benefits of kindness. I will conclude today's show with an inspirational story from an American war hero. You won't want to miss it. But first, here is today's trivia question. Which U.S. state has the longest coastline or shoreline? Stay tuned for the answer when we come back.
Do you know the answer to today's trivia question? The question was, which U.S. state has the longest coastline? The answer is Alaska, with nearly 34,000 miles of coastline. Alaska is huge. It more than quadruples the second-place state of Florida with 8,400 miles. Coming in third is my wife's home state of Louisiana with 7,700 miles. The lion helped the mouse not thinking his kindness would ever be returned. It reminds me of a story about a man named John who worked in a post office. John's job was to process all the mail that had illegible addresses. One day, a letter came to his desk. In very shaky handwriting, it was addressed to God. He thought, I better open this one and see what this is all about. So John opened the letter and read, I am an 83-year-old widow living on a very small pension. Yesterday, someone stole my purse. It had $100 in it, which was all the money I had until my next pension check. I have invited two of my very best friends over for dinner this weekend. And without that money, I have nothing to buy food with, and I have no family to turn to. You are my last and only hope. Can you please help me? John was so touched by this letter that he went around and showed it to all of his co-workers in the post office. Their hearts were touched too. Each of them dug into his or her wallet and came up with a few dollars to contribute. By the time he made the rounds through the post office, he had collected $96.00 which he put into an envelope and sent over to her. The rest of the day, all the post office workers felt warm and fuzzy, thinking of the kind thing that they had done. It was indeed a kind gesture and a kind action. The weekend came and went, and a few days later came another letter from the old lady to God. All of the post office workers this time gathered around while the letter was opened and read. This is what it said. Dear God, how can I ever thank you enough for what you did to me? Because of your kindness and generosity, I was able to fix a lovely dinner for my friends. We had a very nice day, and I told my friends of your wonderful gift. By the way, There were four dollars missing. No doubt it was those thieving scoundrels at the post office. This story illustrates that a kind act toward another person may produce good results, but that does not guarantee that it will not be misread. When we think of doing a kind gesture for someone, we should not be thinking about the results for us or whether or not we will get credit. We should be kind, not for what we get, but because of who we are, because we are kind people. And besides, there are some real benefits to kindness. First, kindness makes us happier. When we do something kind for someone else, we feel better. We feel happier.
on a biochemical level, kindness actually causes elevated levels of dopamine in the brain. This gives us a natural high, sometimes referred to as a helper's high. Second, kindness makes for better relationships. This is a fairly obvious point. We all know that we like people who show us kindness. Kindness reduces the emotional distance between two people and allows them to feel more bonded, more connected. Third, kindness is contagious. When we are kind, we inspire others to be kind. This creates a ripple effect. Just as a pebble dropped in a pond creates waves, so acts of kindness ripple outwards, touching others' lives and inspiring kindness everywhere that the wave goes. Charles Plum was an American war hero. He was a U.S. Navy jet pilot in Vietnam. After 75 combat missions, his plane was destroyed by a surface-to-air missile. Plum ejected and parachuted into enemy hands. After his capture, he spent the next six years in a prisoner of war camp. He survived, and when he returned home to the States, he lectured around the country on the lessons that he learned from that experience. One day, when Plum and his wife were sitting in a restaurant, a man at another table came up to him and said, You're Plum. You flew jet fighters in Vietnam from the aircraft carrier Kitty Hawk. You were shot down. How in the world did you know that? asked Plum. I packed your parachute, the man replied. Plum gasped in surprise and gratitude. The man pumped his hand and said, I guess it worked. Plum assured him, it sure did. If your shoot hadn't worked, I wouldn't be here today. Plum couldn't sleep that night, thinking about that man. Plum says, I kept wondering what he looked like in a Navy uniform. A white hat, a bib on the back, and bell-bottom trousers. I wondered how many times I might have seen him, and not even said, good morning, how are you? I wonder how many times I might have been around him and not even acknowledged him because, you see, I was a hotshot fighter pilot and he was just a sailor. Plum was like the lion who looked down on the mouse. Plum thought about the many hours the sailor had spent at a long wooden table in the bowels of the ship carefully weaving the ropes and folding the silks of each chute. With each movement, he held in his hands the fate of someone he didn't even know. In his motivational talks, Plum would ask his audience the same question I ask you today. Who's packing your parachute? Everyone has someone who provides what they need to make it through the day. When his plane was shot down over enemy territory, Plum needed many parachutes. He needed his physical parachute, yes. But he also needed his mental parachute, his emotional parachute, 
and his spiritual parachute. All of these would be his supports that would eventually lead him to safety. Sometimes in the daily challenges that life gives us, we miss what is really important. We may fail to say hello, please, or thank you, or congratulate someone on something wonderful that has happened to them, give a compliment, or just do something nice for no reason whatsoever. And so, as you go through this week, this month, this year, don't forget to recognize the people who pack your parachutes. Thank you for joining us today. Please consider taking a moment to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can also connect with us and join the conversation on Facebook. Just search for Positively 365. We would love to hear from you. So, until next time, stay positive today and every day, 365 days a year.